the irony and um, Floyd Mayweather's daughter stabbing the girl is that she got into a fight with her first and she was losing the fight. I'm like, <laughs> I separate occasion? Th- on a separate occasion? No, she went there, told the girl to leave. The girl was like, nah. She was like, well, let's fight. Girl started mixing her up. She was like, stab you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, Daddy Floyd, he didn't teach you them combos? Hey, man. You don't know how to squat. <laughs> For real, though. I would have thought, thought she would have whooped her ass. <laughs> she didn't learn the shoulder roll? <laughs> Floyd's whole thing is defense. <laughs> That's his whole thing. She wasn't listening to shit. <laughs> she said, oh, shriek. There's <laughs> <laughs> always this. <laughs> I love uh, she always wanted to learn how to use, a, you know, the butterfly knives, the niggas that be like. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't need to know how to do anything past that. You see a nigga do that. I feel I like drug, most drug dealers always got a, 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 a cool-ass knife when it's time to test some drugs. They be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> right? You <laughs> never, <laughs> never just like a kitchen knife, like a plastic knife. Just like. <laughs> what up? Y'all ready? Hold on one second. What's Almost. up, scary squad? Hold on. Wait, wait. They, they ain't getting it yet. They should be getting it I was now. Just, your, mum- your mumbling makes it seem like you're doing something. You're like, oh, okay, uh-huh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Oh, no, I didn't do anything. <laughs> it's he, was giving, he was giving us progress mumbles, but was it no progress happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is loading. You done? You done? Oh, I haven't started. Oh, well, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll shut y'all ass up. <clears throat> we should be good now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Live on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? So here, I just wanted to congratulate you, man. What up, though? On you what? Have, you have thirty thousand subscribers on YouTube. Damn. I do. I didn't even. That's crazy. You have thirty See here, points. and you yeah. have almost no, and you almost have a million views on your page. Yeah, I saw that. I got my thing today, and it told me I was like at nine hundred and eight thousand views That's in a funny. month. Bro, and I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm so proud of you, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So here, get T, get T.I. and get Kadeem mm-hmm. to, do, to do Wording is Hard over mm-hmm. Zoom. Cross stream it on the All Deaf page with mm-hmm. yours. And then yeah. lead all those people to your page. That shit is going to... And that will go. That will hit. That will change your whole page, bro. bro. Uh, no. I got to reach out to Kadeem. Uh, Pat, do me a favor and, and shoot me his number when you get a minute. Yeah, because I I definitely got to get Ti on it. Once he once Ti said he was gonna do it, I was like, and now is the time because you don't want to wait till till oh, outside no. open back up. No, I don't. I'm not waiting. While well, he's waiting. ready, do it. So man, Absolutely. I'm so, but I'm so proud of you because I'm really trying to like get on my stuff. So when I see what you did in 30 days, I'm like, okay. You mm-hmm. know? It, man, that that changed the game for me, bro. And it really was just about. Really like leaning on y'all, man, and following y'all lead. Like Pat, man, this motherfucker posts uh, relentlessly. You would think that, you would think that if Pat didn't post three times a day, he would disappear or something the way he does. Bro, I mean Pat. It's, it's <laughs> likewise to you, bro. I be seeing you doing your thing, man, and I, I could just see it for Pat. Like Pat's probably like three to six months away from just. I could already see it. Like oh, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna run the game and shit. He's the coolest nigga on game and shit. Like, and plus his content and his music, I'm just like, bro, Pat, you are, you are Pat, on the iceberg on, tip. Pipe, Pat, 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 Pat is gonna be Trevor, bro. Pat oh, yeah. be, 
And bro, goes, Trevor's at 1.8 million. Bro, he I saw he had what? posted on YouTube subscribers. I was just like, you know, he's uh he, he's over a mil on TikTok too, which is man. huge now. That's man, crazy. that's a big thing. Are we going? Are, are we rolling yet? Or are we still? We, yeah, we ready? live. We live on everything. We live. We're on live on the patrons. We live. What's up, scary squad? What's wow. up, y'all? I'm in here with my hey, me, brothers. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the YouTube so I can see what they talking about. Um, let me go ahead and adjust my lights real quick. Hold on. One of the great challenges. While we uh, while we setting up, how's the uh, how's the Q team coming? Man, I've been going down a lot of rabbit holes about different theories and things, and it's pretty uh, pretty like what? cool. I want to get. I want to get you on an episode of my uh, my show, My Own Voice, where I talk about random shit. Um, time travel. Time travel is very fascinating. What's okay. going on in, in, in Antarctica? Why can't we go there? Um, Ooh, a lot of the stuff, stuff. A lot of the stuff Ooh, that me. was... What? I was going to say, whenever you do the Antarctica stuff, I had a, a, a real deep dive on that. That shit is Let's, interesting. I want to talk about that shit. And then even stuff like... Like different um, stuff that was me and me and Tahir was talking about this yesterday. Different things that was built, like the Egyptian pyramids, thousands of years ago. How did they do that if they didn't have the technology that we have now? Shit like that fascinates me. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, I think somebody froze. Ooh, you might. You're gonna like conspire today too. You said what? Okay. Am I frozen? You guess. I said. I said. Uh, Doughboy's gonna like the conspiracy for today then. I love stuff like this, bro. I was like, yo, what? The conspiracy for today is like, Ooh, it's, it's proven true. We're going to chop it up. And we're going to get on that uh, Antarctica thing, too. We'll make that happen. All right. Pat, okay, you froze right. up. Wait, no. Anxiety? <laughs> All right, I'm better. I just switched to 5G. Why does hey, your uh, stuff be switching? Why does it be switching off of 5G? I don't know. Sometimes it just like immediately connects to two G. I don't know why. Hey, I hey, hey though. Currency, currency's camp hit me back, bro. Really? Currency, currency's camp, currency camp hit me back. Well, I, I, I told you, Pat, via text today, but I, I didn't get a chance to tell though. Uh, currency's camp hit me back, and then somebody from Crit Camp is writing a verse too, and I'm reaching out to D Smoke too. Come on to here. Let's get it, bro. I'm so proud of you, man. Yeah, so for those Have that are watching, those that are watching, um, low-key dropping the EP. I'm not putting a whole lot of press on it right now, but we're just working. I'm uh, linked up with this uh, producer in London, 22-year-old dude, and just has the crate. Yo, I got to send you some of these beats he sent me, bro. Bro, man, that stuff that you sent me the other day that you was working on was fire, man. That's I'm what so I'm excited. Saying. So excited! You, you should make like a, especially if the camp hits you back, you should make a couple. You should send them a couple tracks. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna send them. I, I sent Chris Camp all five that I picked, but then the producer sent me like five more, and I'm like, I just wanted it to be a five track EP, but now it's looking like it might be like a seven track. Come on, track, so, man! Um, yeah, we're excited. We moving. Things are For happening, sure, man. man. If you, need me to, if, you, if you need me to drop a verse on that, you know oh, what I'm saying? You, just let me you, know, you know. I'm nigga, just... you and Pat are already on the album. I didn't even ask y'all. Because I just, I just knew y'all were going to be on it. And so it wasn't even a thing of asking. So, What's uh, up, man? And no, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm dead ass serious. No, I'm, pr I'm proud of you, man. Because I'm proud of the growth, man. Because, you know, we can't ever really control 
things that happen like that are outside of our control, like with the pandemic and everything. But to kind of see you kind of kick your career into overdrive when the rest of the world is kind of going crazy, it's really, really an inspiring thing. And it helps me keep my mind off of things that I can't control, yeah. seeing you and what you do. So thank you for inspiring me, yeah. sir. Hey, man, I appreciate That's it. Dope. Thank sure. you, man. Um, I see Talia's in here. Talia was at the, uh, she was at the uh, All Def Con all day. Shout out to Talia Moore. Uh, I guess she's in the Scary Squad. I didn't even realize it. But, yo, appreciate you, Talia, and everybody else that did tune in. We had over 82,000 people viewing That's from over crazy. eight countries all over the world, man. Uh, unprecedented event. And uh, All Def will forever be in the forefront of doing virtual conferences on that side. So shout out to All Def. Shout out to everybody that made that possible. Shout out to Pat for taking lead on a lot of the things like that. So, uh, yeah, man, we got to do it. Thank you. That's what's up, man. I'm glad to see my brothers flourishing in this time, man. It's definitely inspiring. What you been on, Doe? Man, I've been over here trying to stay sober, man. I almost relapsed a couple times, man. It was scary. Because I think that I, I, I've gotten so far away from um, the day-to-day -day thing. Like, you know, November 22nd, 2017 was the last time I had a drink. Um, so I'm going on three years. But this has been tough, stuck in the house, man. Mm -hmm. it's, it's taken everything that I learned in rehab both times to get past it because the thing is when you're, you know, when you're an alcoholic, you know what I mean? They tell you don't stay in the house, don't be by yourself, get outside, go exercise. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately the world is like, no, sit your black ass down in the house and social distancing, right. social distancing for people with addiction issues. It's just, it's not, it's not great, man. And so I got to the point where I was about to go and purchase a bottle, and guess who called me and stopped me from doing that? Kev? Teddy Ray. Wow. Out the blue, face, he FaceTimes me on Saturday, out of the blue at like eight in the morning. He never, you know, Teddy, Teddy don't be like that. He was just like, bro, what's up, man, you good? I'm just like, bro, that is so weird you're calling me. I was about to relapse. He was like, bro, I know, he was like, bro, I know about the rolling and everything, but I'll Uber over there and sock you out. <laughs> like he was he showed a lot of love and then he just talked to me man and, and basically what he was able to do was just remind me he was like though man you inspiring me i'm seeing what you're doing i remember what you used to be how you used to be on it you know what i mean all that all those other things so i was like bro thank you so i did not relapse you know shout out to that and um, wow, I'm, just, that's I'm just trying crazy. to stay i'm just that's trying incredible. to stay sober trying to stay sober and positive because you know with me <clears> the thing that they taught us in rehab man is that this is something i'm gonna fight for the rest of my life and the mm -hmm. moment you think you got it, it got you. So I never Man. try to get too cocky or too arrogant with it. And mm -hmm. I always just pray for, you know, just to hit the pillow dry tonight. So I have been good. And working out definitely helps that. I feel like there's a definite correlation in working out and battling depression. Because I was, like, sad. And then I work out, I'd be like, oh, I'll be all right. Yeah. So, yeah. What, I, what, that? Wow. What, what has really helped me is having an agenda or having a schedule, yeah. like even with us being in the house, like if you, I, I'm gonna get up at eight, I'm gonna work out by nine, I got a call by 10, I got a yeah. film by 12, at 1.30, I'm gonna make sure I put 30 minutes into reading this book or an hour into reading this book. Uh, after that, I'm gonna spend an hour on my music or an hour making a playlist or an hour sketching or an hour meditating. Like having a schedule allows you to control the things that are in your ability to. Because Absolutely. we don't have any idea, 
Like the unknown is everything else. Everything outside of your front door is an unknown. When this is going to end, how many people this is going to affect, how the economy is going to bounce back. You have no control over all of those unknowns. What you do have control over is how you carry yourself and what you conduct yourself doing through your day to day. And having the schedule keeps you mm. like in the same mindset as if you're on the outside, right? Because if you were getting up every day, you had to go to the stick have studio to go film and all that, you still have a schedule. So what has really kept me in line and kept me focused on the things I can control. Mm. And that also reinforces the positivity in my life because if you're not setting a schedule, you're just sitting around waiting for something to happen or you're always checking the news. Like, let's see what they're saying. Like, like, oh man, this many people died, this many people died, this many people infected. That only reinforces the negative. Yeah. Yep. So if you have a type of schedule, some type of timeline to work off of, it keeps you busy to the point where you can only focus on the things you got to get done. And then when you film a good show, you feel recharged, you feel energized, and you stay further away from that, the, the boredom, which is hard <clears> to talk to you like, yo, you should have a drink right now. So I would encourage you, though, uh, and challenge you to make an agenda every day. You know I, I mean? appreciate that, and I definitely will. Absolutely, I appreciate that. Because yeah, cause they, they say, uh, I don't have, what did they say? Idle time is the devil's idle, playground? I don't mind the devil's playground, yeah. Man. Right. Or idle hands, yeah. That Teddy story is crazy. I'm even right. seeing, I'm seeing in the comments, people are saying, you got angels. And it's crazy because it's like, if you think about a coincidence like that, mm -hmm. and then a coincidence like, think about the timing, like you're about to run a fitness vertical. Mm -hmm. So now what you can do, like that's such a powerful angle, you know, like it's not just like, make sure you stay fit during this quarantine. It's like, you can even help people who it's are like, like mentally battling absolutely. things. So it's like, I feel like you can divert all of that energy and, and just put that in, because I mean, think about how strong of a brand you can build if you're right. pertaining not just to like staying fit, but you're also, you know, staying sober, staying disciplined, you know what I mean? Absolutely. All these people who are, are, are also, you know, might not have had the same angels or like the same, you know, uh, 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 good like divine interference that you had who are mm -hmm. like struggling with it. You could be helping like all of those people. So. I, that's why like, to hear what he said is right. It's like building a schedule, especially now that you have like, okay, I'm in charge of this entire like culture, potentially. Mm -hmm. You right. could just divert all that energy and, and, and kind of just start feeding the people who are going through the exact same thing. So Absolutely. now it's like bigger than fitness, you know? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I always liked that. Like, you know, in, in the beginning, like I used to always be like almost have a little bit of trepidation and in, in sharing my story and sharing my testimony because I'm a comedian. I'm like, you want to come to me to laugh? You want me to lighten your mood? But, you know, when I was sitting on that bed in rehab the second time and I heard them talking about me like I might not walk out of there, like I literally heard nurses like, he might not make it, he might overdose, blah, blah, blah. I told myself, I said, man, if I make it out of this situation, I'm going to tell everybody, I'm going to bring awareness to this. So, like, I try to use my platform. So that's even like, you know, what you were saying, Pat, like, when I switched to make a, a, a negative or positive, like I started working out on my live with people. I'd have like three, 400 people in there just, you know what I'm saying, working out with me and then even talking about it because alcoholism is a, it's a disease that thrives and grows off of secrecy and shame. Most people that are alcoholics, they just don't want to talk to you about it. They want to drink by themselves. Right. So I'm like, nah, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to bring some light on it and hopefully it Good. can change some people. 
in a, in a positive way. So yeah. Even that Teddy story, bro. I hope you, I hope you put bro. that on your channel. Absolutely. Yeah. That... yeah, yeah. I did a, Yeah. I was talking about it and I, I did a whole thing about it and uh, I dropped it like on Monday and um, I was getting a lot of good feedback. Like a lot of my content, like when, whenever I drop content like that, I get a lot of engagement content. It's a lot of support that I be needing. So shout out to everybody out there that be sending that positive energy out here, man. Cause we all mm. just trying to get through this the best way you know we know how you feel me so no i completely agree with you and feel you on uh, um not wanting to share your story because of the pain and hurt because like i felt that way so long about my past um but i'm i i the thing i always go back to is what you and pat say about embracing who you are being authentic and genuine people relate to that and people in the comments are shouting you out man like to keep going and, and thank you guys going. i appreciate um, you all but I What's do. What's crazy about? Oh, my map, my, go ahead. Oh, Pat, I, I, I do want you to tell them because I don't think we've ever done it on this podcast. Okay. The story of the first time we went to rehab and what happened. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, story time. Story time. Story time. <laughs> All right. So this is <laughs> this is around, and ironically, Teddy is involved in this story too. So this is right around uh, May of 2017 um, and um, I'm drinking a lot at the time like you know I was probably taking like time taking down like a fifth of Hennessy a night by myself dolo and I would you know I would always get drunk and say and do a bunch of dumb stuff it was just really wasn't a good idea but then this particular night I had ended up getting drunk and I had Teddy was staying at my house so this is right around the time we were shooting the studio so Teddy's staying in my crib I get drunk and I go into the bathroom and I trip and fall and fall head first into the toilet. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't like bust my face up or nothing. Right? I, hit, I hit the toilet. I'm a big dude still. I hit it so hard, it comes out of the ground. That Literally, is the insane. Toilet. So Teddy was sitting there with me at like 3 a.m. cleaning up toilet water, all this shit, right? So then I go, I pass out. I wake up like, Maybe I have a problem. Like, like maybe this shit is. So I, my, the girl I was dating at the time, she was like, yeah, you probably need to, you know, go check in the rehab. So I didn't really want to go because I thought it was a scram, you know, a sham. But I was just like, well, maybe it's an issue. And I wanted to, like, cool her out. So I was like, all right, I'll go. So I go to the, to the thing. It was the day after Memorial Day. So it was on a Tuesday. So I drink all the time over the weekend. I'm even drinking on the way to the place, like literally in the car, on the passenger seat, drinking Jack Daniels. Like, I might as well get it out of my system. I get to the rehab place. The first thing I see is a dude behind the desk with some cornrows, and he smells like weed. I'm like, wait. wait. What? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> wait, wait. I was looking at him like, nigga, don't you need to be on- is high. <laughs> Bro, I was like, don't you need to be on the other side of this desk? What are you doing over there? So he's just sitting over there like, yeah, man, I'll check you in. So from the gate, I knew something was wrong. I was just like, bro, something is wrong here, but I don't, you know how you get that sixth sense feeling like right, right, nothing right. right. So then they take us and then we go to this house and they put us in this house in Inglewood. It's a really, really nice house, but it's almost like jail. It's like you're just in there with a bunch of people. It's like 12 to 14 different dudes. And there's like this really, really big room with a bunch of beds, whatever. I, like, for the first week and a half, I'm seeing people, like, drink hand sanitizer, some old shit. Like, I'm like, yo, these people are really in here for real. I'm judging all of them. Like, I'm not really an alcoholic. I'm just here so my girl to get off my back. So whatever happens. But for two weeks, I just feel like I'm being babysat. They would just take us in to do, like, arts and crafts. I just felt like they would, like, let us watch a movie. 
but we weren't learning anything about our disease or fixing it. Arts so, and crafts? Bruh, I felt like I was being babysat. <laughs> Nigga, this was, a, this was an adult daycare. Bruh, they, they would wake us up, we would eat these bullshit ass meals, and then they would just have us in the room all day. They'd be like, draw a picture of what you want your life to be like. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. And then they would give you like four hours and some crayons. I'm like, I don't. Niggas just, don't drink now. Niggas, <laughs> that's all they do. Niggas draw a, ch a chain of liquor stores. Like oh, I want to Dub. So I'm there, right? So for the whole, like for the first two weeks, I'm just like, man, something ain't right. Like I might as well just leave. People were sneaking alcohol in there. So I was around people that was drink. I was trying not to drink in there and stuff. I'm like, bro, y'all are sneaking alcohol in. Whatever. So the day that everything happens, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go tell the counselor I want to leave. I, this probably isn't the program for me. I don't mm -hmm. feel like I should be here. So I go there and I'm literally talking to her for like 30 minutes and she's going back and forth. We're like, no, you're an addict. You need to stay. You don't know what's best for you. We know we're trained for all this shit, right? So we're talking back and forth. And as we're talking, all I hear is do, 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 do. I was just like, I'm sorry, my dog started barking. All I hear was do, 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 right? And then I even look at her and she was just like, so like I was saying, you need to stay. She kept trying to sell me. 10 seconds later, a bunch of federal agents come in, guns drawn, waving, shut up, get across the wall. I'm like, oh shit, FBI swarms the entire room. They take us all outside and then they're like, hey, this place is shady, they're doing shady shit, we're trying to shut them down. Now we can't make you stay, but you're free to leave now if you wanna go. So they were gonna shut them down for the meantime because they were doing a bunch of shady shit like insurance fraud, a bunch of different shit. So I'm just sitting out there like, I'm so dumb at times. I was like, oh, God must want me to drink. That's why I'm being set free <laughs> from this situation. That was the, that was the analysis. That's I, literally, I literally went home and started drinking that day. But didn't you say that everybody else in rehab just went across the street yeah, and started Yeah, so they up? said when they said, I, I didn't mean to leave that part out. So when they said, all right, man, you, we can't make you stay, but you can leave. Everybody runs across the street to the liquor store and starts getting bottles and drinking them right there. Well, here's the thing. That's a, that's, that's a location flaw that they're right across the street from a that's liquor store. That's what I'm store. saying. Bruh, what the hell is that? Bruh, it, was, it, was, it, it was like kitty corner, so it was like maybe like a half a block, but it was literally walking distance. Everybody runs over there, starts drinking. I go home. I start drinking that day and would subsequently drink for another six months until I almost overdosed. And then that's when I, I had drank some Hennessy and then took some Xanax. It was a whole thing. Some girl had gave me some Xanax. I was like, oh, I'll take some Xanax. I wasn't trying to mix it. You shouldn't mix stuff. Nope. So then that's when I came in to roast me and I was late. And then that was the catalyst that changed my life. Kevin almost has to fire me. And then I'm just like, all right, man, I'll go and I'll take it seriously. So then I go to a real rehab in Houston, Texas. I complete the 30-day program and I haven't had a drink since. But... It was a That's, bumpy road to get here. That is crazy because it's like <laughs> there is no there's no like adaptation of rehab that I've ever seen on TV that had arts and crafts. I felt like Bruh. that was a really big <laughs> red flag. Bro, <laughs> it's like I said, you don't know what you're doing. We're health professionals. The way we pass out crayons is not done anywhere else. <laughs> I just Whoa. picture when the raid happened, hella niggas were dropping crayons and colors. <laughs> Bro, and then it was kind of messed up too because people were in there recognizing me. It's always cool to get recognized, not so much in rehab. 
Because people are like, hey, man, you're hilarious. What you doing in here? I'm like, nigga, I can't stop drinking either. <laughs> I got problems. <laughs> Why is it different that I'm hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, say a rap or something. Man, shut up, man. Let's get through arts and crafts, man. You didn't All find right. it weird All that right, the man. place was literally called Rehab? There was no other name. <laughs> oh, it was just, I knew something was wrong the whole, like, you ever just had that feeling? It's like, bro, they, maybe they shouldn't be in this position, so. That's wild. That is such a doughboy story. Like I don't know Man. anyone else who that would that would happen to. It was a uh. crazy situation, but I, I feel like you know, even when we were having that conversation on um on the uh, on the squadcast, we were talking about like if you want to change your past or if you want to go into the future. That's like even things that crazy, I wouldn't take it away because I truly believe it made me who I am. Like, bro, I was. I was, Pat, you know, you didn't been with me when I was on the other side of doing too much. Like, it was going to end badly. So I just feel really, really great to, you know what I'm saying, be on the other side of it, man. It feels... It's 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 dope because like I got this I got this really dope message I think it was from one of uh y'all's fans or Kev's fans because it was you know it was very uh, rooted in the church, uh -huh. um, but they they told me something that was really really cool they they basically said that you can transfer blessings to other people, um, and and what's crazy is like like for instance like your rehab story or like the Teddy Ray FaceTiming you story uh -huh. if you think about like some some certain things that happen in that that you're just like damn that was really lucky like why did that happen to me if you're honest about it and you're in a position like we are where there's an audience listening to you and you say stuff like that then it's like okay let's just take the teddy instance that was something that was super super lucky that basically could have saved what eventually was you relapsing right right um you could either be like, just take that and internalize it and be like, wow, that was really, really lucky. Or you can share that. And then it's like that one lucky thing that happened to you might, you know, it might not have reached other people, but like, let's say there's like a hundred people who were about to relapse that were listening. That was just mm -hmm. like, they took what happened to you through Teddy. And now it's like, you shared it. So they're just like, oh damn, that, right. it almost like, it almost like transferred that, that whatever, whatever that was that made Teddy hit you up kind of mm -hmm. just transferred to like more people. So I, I think it's good that you're like saying Absolutely. this kind of stuff. Same yeah. with to here and stuff, you know, like like those few lucky things that happened to you could turn into like 200, 500 things. Right, yeah. and do you ever like, and, and yeah, definitely, you're absolutely right in saying that. But just on like, on an even deeper note, do you ever think about your life and like how sometimes it's not nearly as coincidental as it can seem sometimes like have you ever just like just been somewhere you were at that place at that particular time and then you ended up meeting somebody there that you ended up hitting it off with swapping information and then maybe two months later you're around them all the time like life in that way really fascinates me and this makes me think it's a lot less coincidental like even like with energy like i, I think about that because i'm like what made teddy call me at that moment like is yeah. it energy? Is it something that you feel? Like, I always think about stuff like that, especially now that I'm in the house so much more. Like, you I mean, know, if you, make, if you make a left instead of a right, that's going to change everything, even though it just right. seems like a left versus a right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's why it's important. I don't right. know what the hell that is, so it's important <laughs> that you Divine intervention, man. Right. That's, that's what I call it. Because, I mean, like, even when, even when shit happens like that, or bad shit happens and you can't find a logical explanation for it. Mm -hmm. Bro, like the all death thing, we got told on Monday that the drop was ending. 
so we could keep our jobs, right? On Friday, Kev had to tell me that he had to let me go, right? Like less than five days. So in that moment, I'm like, what? What? How is this happening? Right. But fast forward a couple weeks later when Kev asked me to host his tour. And fast forward to the next year while we're on a world tour for 63 dates. Had I still been working at all deaf, I wouldn't have been able to manage the time off right. that I needed anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. And I filmed some big things that next year, 2017. I filmed some huge things. So had I not gone through that one mishap, that one fire or laying off or, you know, that, that negative, I would have missed out on all of these positives. So, like, when they be like the blessing, you know, it's a disguise and the blessing, I mean, blessing in disguise, mm-hmm. like, it truly was that. Because if you just focus on, man, I got fired. Because there was a ton of people that got laid off around the time I did. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, editors got laid off like a week after I did. And remember, they let her finish out the month too. She was coming in late and had a bad attitude and all of that. If I had focused on the negative of me getting laid off and I let that display in my workmanship and I let that be the voice for me, then Kev wouldn't have asked me to be the host. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have had those other opportunities, but because I kept my character and my integrity and just moved forward on faith that it was gonna work out, I think everything happened for that reason. Absolutely. Let me let me share a quick story to even piggyback on that because I think that it's definitely key in understanding, like you might not understand while something is happening, why it's happening, but you're gonna find out in the end. Much like you just said, you didn't know all that stuff would happen. You just knew you were getting fired, right? Mm-hmm. So you didn't know all these other things would 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 come from that. Tell a quick story. Back in 2014. This is after I had been on Wild and Out. I think I had been on Wild and Out for three seasons at the time. Okay, I, you know, I had run through all the money. My money was fucked up. Like I was in a bad situation. So this is around the summertime, and my weight had jumped. I was 450. Right, this is big dough boy. So I remember having to go get a job. I had to sleep on my homeboy's couch for like a month because I had lost my apartment. Some crazy shit was going on. Right, so I had to go and find a job, and it was probably the most humbling thing that I had to do because I had been on TV. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm an actor. I'm a, you know, an up and coming comedian. I don't want to be working a regular job. So when I ended up getting the job at, at, um, at Allstate, when I'm working there the whole time I'm complaining, I'm like, I only get Wednesdays and Saturdays off. I hate this job. I don't want to be here. Blase, blase, blase. What I didn't understand was I got benefits from the first day I started working there. Okay. As I was gaining weight, they ended up approving me for my weight loss surgery because I had ballooned up to like 485 by like September. I was gaining weight crazy. So now I have insurance that will cover this, um, this procedure. And so then what ended up happening, they took me off of work December 8th because my surgery was January 8th. So now I'm off for a month. I went up to all deaf and I said, I'm going to find a way to work here. I'm going to start showing up every day and I'm never going to have to go back. Hold on a second. I'm never going to go back to a job. And then that's exactly what I did. But had I not, had I just sat there bitching and complaining about having to work a job, not knowing all the other things that were there, then I ended up working for all death. My life completely changed. But if I sit there and I act like a bitch when it's happening and I get scared because in the moment it's not what the vision looks like, then I probably can start complaining. I don't go get the job. 
I don't get this up. You know what I mean? So all things are working for your good, even if you can't see the good when you're looking at it. Agreed. For real. I just think we, we, we process it too quickly and we're just like, ah, this is a bad thing. When it could just be as simple as like the universe being like, nah, you don't want that right now. Just, just trust me, you know, and you don't really know how long it's going to take, but um, you know, as long as you keep your energy positive, it's, it's going to work out, you know, it'll probably work out better. And then, like you said, in retrospect, you're just like, why was I even tripping? I can't believe I was tripping. I need it. You know why? Cause you're so, you're so close to it. Um, anytime I think about something like that, like my mom's even tripping off of it. It's like that, that, that problem or that setback at that time was big as an elephant. Right. Mm-hmm. But how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Right. So if you just keep on trucking at some Ain't point, nobody eating an elephant. <laughs> at I was like, niggas out here eating elephants. Shit. Eating a whole elephant. It's just a metaphor, man. It's just a metaphor. Jesus. I've never Christ. heard well, that one. Well, I, you never heard of that one? You don't hang no. with enough. You never, you don't hang with enough white people then. That's how you know you're not. Uh, well, how about this? Uh, everything seems big when it's super prominent, right? Like this cup. It seems humongous because of how close it is, right? But if you pull it back, you realize, oh, this ain't that bad. I can handle this, right? But in that moment where you first are facing that problem and it's super close up and it's all that you can focus on, yeah, it seems like the world is ending. But sometimes you have to take a couple steps back, reassess the situation, and you can see that that's, that's not something that you can't handle. It's more than attainable and it's more than possible to pass. So sometimes you just got to take a couple steps back, remove yourself from the situation, then address it from a different way. How about that? That? A, that was a fire-ass analogy. Okay, it's much better than that elephant bullshit you tried to throw out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lead with that one. <laughs> I want to tell a quick good. story. I want to yeah. tell a quick little story because I, too, have been uh, facing some challenges, facing some, some problems, some struggles, being home by myself. I've been playing a lot of Best Fiends. And the puzzles have gotten a lot more challenging and more yeah. fun. Yeah, but I'm yeah. playing a lot, all right? I had to change my whole strategy. I, at first, I was going in, matching the puzzles, matching the pieces really quickly. Yeah. Now it's just, it's too much to handle. I got I to gotta sit there and look at it. I'm losing time. I'm losing sleep. But yeah. um, it's, it's getting really, really, really good, okay? Yeah. Uh, it's it updating the game monthly, new levels, new events. It never really? gets Really? I'm getting new characters. I used to be on, the, on board with Quincy the Spider. Now I'm mm-hmm. all about Bob the Ladybug. Oh, um, what game is this? this Best is Fiends. Fiends. You haven't heard? What you is Best Fiends? Oh, A my God. Free app, free to play. Best mm-hmm. Fiends. Five-star game. It's a really? game. You're basically going through a garden, collecting these uh, little characters. They're insects. Um, and you're basically doing the matching puzzle games, uh, battling all these slugs in the backyard. And it is the best. I'm putting on <laughs> people left and right. People are playing all day, getting a level up. And it's not even for gamers. It's for the casual, everyday. Well, what's the point of the game? Is it like to beat it? Do you win something at the end? Man, you gotta, you, first, it's, a, it's not only gonna stimulate your mind with all these fire puzzles, <laughs> but you're, delete, you're, you're battling all these slugs. You're taking over the backyard. It belongs to the best fiends. Mm-hmm. Not friends, but best. Fiends. How do you spell fiends on the game so I spell it right? F I E N D S. Best mm-hmm. fiends. Um, I'm out here collecting characters. 
Uh, I'm recently come up on level 80. You feel me? I'm mm-hmm. kind of out here. Kind of out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, one of the best things I like about it, Pat, is that you don't have to be connected to the internet to play. So, like, back in the days when we were traveling, when we were flying a lot, you could play the game offline and still, like, access your progress. So, I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah. So, how, so this game's been around for a little minute. It's, and it's puzzles? I'm yeah, trash at puzzles. No, well, this one is, is, is different. It's not like your traditional, um, you know, there's a lot of like uh, phone locking mechanisms where you kind of like drag a, a pattern with mm-hmm. your finger. That's pretty much how it is. So you're, you're matching these colors. Each uh, character has different powers. Some of them go like diagonal. Some of them just have like a big bomb explosion. Um, but it's dope. Every time you, uh, you know, match some characters uh, up and, and delete that color, your character, your corresponding character attacks the slug and uh, it's, it's, it's cool. It's like a battle. Um, and it's super dope because Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new mm-hmm. levels, events, and characters added every month. Um, and it's hours of fun right at your fingertips. You could even play offline. And it has over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews. So it is a must-play. <laughs> Download uh, Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Mm-hmm. That is Fiends without the R, Best Fiends. Let me let, let me tell you something. It wasn't until exactly 7.2 seconds ago that I realized that was an advertisement. Oh, <laughs> my. What? I like talking about video games. I was really into it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I like it. It was a whole advertisement. That was great. Oh, Pat is seamless with the transitions. Better I, than me. I thought he was going that way. He was like, well, I've got a story I want to tell you guys. I was like, oh, here we go. But he, he kept it going. could have been deep. Yeah, it could have been, <laughs> but... So, so let I me was, ask you. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. No, no. I was when he said I got a story too. I was about to make a Contrail joke. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, but if this is real, I don't want to ruin this opportunity because Pat has been very supportive in these last couple of weeks with me expressing myself and being vulnerable. So I didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> you didn't want to throw Quantrell in the mix. And I, didn't wanna, yeah, I didn't want to ruin it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it went into the end. I was like, fuck, I missed my moment. <laughs> Good stuff. I got a question for you guys. I got a question. Me and Tahir touched on this briefly, but I want to get your thoughts on it, Pat, and some more thoughts from you. And I know this is all over the place. I know you guys have things you want to talk about, but I don't be following rules, man. You know how that should go. Listen, so I watched a movie last night. Have you guys seen a movie called Lucy? Yes. No, what's that? Oh, shit. It's crazy. Just watch it. It's called Lucy. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. Prime. It's about this lady that she gets kidnapped, and they basically put this drug inside of her that makes her access more of her brain. Because apparently... Human beings only access 10% of their brains. So for one thing, watch that movie, Lucy, it's great. But I want to ask you guys, why do you think we only access 10% of our minds? That pisses me off, because it makes me think, like, 10%, like, why? Why? Why can't I use that other 90? What is it doing? That's just chilling? This this is kind of what I talked about, because me and Doe talked about this last night a little bit. I feel like, like humans are still, like, our existence is still fairly new right so you think about like an animal like the the crocodile alligator that's a prehistoric animal they were here for the most part their descendants were here the same time dinosaurs were like they haven't changed much biologically biologically since then so it's like if you think about like how long it took them to probably you know master hunting and be the predators the master predators that they are you know what I'm saying? We're talking hundreds of thousands of years now. You look at 
the humans, we haven't been around nearly that long. So, and then also like, think about if you could access, let's say 20, 25%, and you figured out how to like defy gravity or meditate to a point where you're able to levitate or something like that. Essentially, we would have superhuman. Right. Yep. So if everybody doesn't, everybody doesn't access that at the same time, and the people that do don't have the best intentions or they're not pure at heart, now we got super villains, right? And you have no way to defend against them. So it's like, like, bro, we would have to level up all at the same time. To I didn't even, think about the evil version of this. Oh, part. bro, I, I, I always go, I go evil first. <laughs> That's crazy. Because it was crazy in the movie, like, because, like, it kind of showed her as she started accessing more and more of her brain power. And when she got to, like, 30%, she was able to, to like, control her metabolism. That's crazy to me. Whoa, mm. what? Yes. Like, she knew, like, all type of different languages and different stuff like that. The she mind like, is... I want some abs. Because, <laughs> 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 like, I'm telling you, going down the rabbit hole and stuff, like, I've been reading stories about, like, Cause like I've been in like time travel with different stuff. They basically said like sometimes it'll be kids that are just regular kids, and then one day they'll just start speaking a whole new language, perfectly fluent, and talking about things that they should not have any business knowing. I'm just like, bruh, the mind is a fascinating place, and I'm just so. There's a about there was a dude. You should look this guy up. He had like some type of OCD or some type of mental illness. And it was so bad that he tried to kill himself, but he shot himself in the head and lived. And the doctors determined that he shot the part of his brain that was suffering from this illness. And he mm -hmm. recovered completely fine and had like a normal life after that. What? Pretty insane. Yeah, like he literally destroyed the part of his brain that was fucking with him on accident. And then he was straight after that. There's a couple of interesting stories about people having head damage and then something about their brain changes. Ships. That's yeah. just so, that's so crazy to me. And I just be, even as I was watching, I was like, well, how do I get access to, because if I'm just using 10, if most people use 10, I think I'm probably using 7.5. I don't even think I use <laughs> enough, but how can I use more? <laughs> that's why, I, that, the only thing that comforts me about that stat is because when I just see how stupid humans are like when you be seeing stories about the florida man and just like us destroying the te the, the world day by day it's just like well at least it's not our full potential like it, <laughs> it could be worse <laughs> this is just 10 percent. <laughs> it's like at least i mean I, I know we can do better than this <laughs> okay so really quick guys um evidently 65 percent of americans think that we only use 10 percent of the brain uh however the part the reality of it is that the whole brain is working, but only certain parts work harder than others. So um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a computer, how the RAM is what's currently using, but then there's like a full hard drive. Yeah, that we don't access all the parts to that hard drive. So uh, we have uh, every day because because they, they say the brain is working. Though we spoke about this too. Uh, even when you're thinking about it or when you're resting or sleep, the brain is still right. working. So, like, we use more than that. What are you, what are you trying to do? Control the core. I got it. This is how all CNN <laughs> interviews are now, by the way. <laughs> all those, like, super pro guys on CNN are like, and anyways, Trump said, huh? What did you say, honey? <laughs> That's how all of them are happening. <laughs> Everyone's um, like, <laughs> so and I guess like somebody had told me that if you have more wrinkles on your brain 
then uh, it means that you're smarter. And if you have a smooth brain, then it means that you're not as smart. Because my homeboy used to call Who the hell knows that? Oh, smooth-ass brain, baby. Um, <laughs> so the brain starts developing wrinkles before you're even born. The wrinkling continues as your brain grows until you're about 18 months old. Uh, the wrinkles are folds. These crevices are called soci. Uh, and then the raised areas are called gyri. Um, the folds allow room for your gray matter inside of your skull, and it also decreases wiring lift and improves overall cognitive function. So, so if I just randomly, if I'm doing this, like if I'm doing the podcast, and then I randomly think of some childhood memory at Chuck E. Cheese that I wasn't thinking of before, mm -hmm. I pulled that out of the 90% that I wasn't using. I just randomly pulled that out of that mm, unused. Good question. Oh, well, I mean, uh, see, I don't, now we get into stuff I don't, I can't really verify. Um, to my, to my knowledge, like memories are stored, like, I want to say like short-term and long-term memories. And if something just randomly comes from you, I don't know where that pulls from. Maybe that's something that's always been in your long-term, but you just, you know, it was something else. Because a lot of memories can be connected to smells, sounds, certain touches and things like that. So maybe in you explaining something, you said a word that triggered something that connected that memory to it, or mm. you, somehow you were able to access that. It doesn't mean that you access a part of your brain that you never had access to before. It might've just been some type of connection from the cognitive memory or something like that. Well, the scary thing about memories is that every time we remember something, we build it from scratch. We, it's I not heard about that. I, I think that was you that was telling me that, Pat. Yeah. Isn't it, I, well, in our mind, we think we're playing a perfect recording. But if all three of us said, you, you remember when Kobe came to All Def's uh, office, mm -hmm. we would literally pick everything that we remember about that and build a memory of him walking around. But like nine, like actually 10 times out of 10, we would all think different things. Maybe Kobe, in my memory, hits a left when he starts mm -hmm. walking. Maybe, you know what I mean? Different people are around him. Everything we build is, is based off of what we specifically remember which is why you can kind of make somebody remember something differently. You right, because I, I've had that happen, like when, like maybe discussing something with somebody like a memory and then we're at odds about it. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. This is what happened because by what you're saying, we, we can only, re our, our, our memories are exclusive to us and we remember it how we remember it, right? Mm -hmm. So not, instead of it just being like what happened, it's how it happened to me and what I took from it. Right, that's why it's not necessarily like credible in terms of like police can be like, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. And you can be like, yeah, yeah, you could scare, like police have been known to like scare memories into somebody or you can manipulate somebody into remembering something differently or you can just not remember it correctly. That's why it's like, you can be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you were there and you're like, yeah, 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 I was there. And then you're like, wait, nigga, I was not but there. But wait, but wait, by that rationale, wouldn't it make eyewitness testimony damn near obsolete? I was, I was just about to say, so eyewitness testimony when it comes to a police investigation, uh, it's better than uh, not having any evidence, but it's nowhere near as helpful as having forensic evidence right. for that very reason. Because you can like, there have been tons of times when they, ask the question and the person you had four different witnesses or three different witnesses and all of them have like the same theme of the story like yeah it was a it was a big truck four-door truck but when you go to the details like 
Uh, one person would say it was blue. One person would say it was green. One person would say it was black. One person would say that the windows were tinted. One person would say the windows weren't tinted. One person would say it was going about 65 miles or other. The other would say it was about 30 miles. So when it comes to the, the minute details, the things that really matter, that's where the, uh, the testimony gets mur murky. So that's why it's better to have forensic evidence. That's why, like, especially like when it comes to like FBI or, or federal cases, they don't just go off of witness testimony. They build a case. So like if you're getting trial and it's like uh, a local case, um, the lawyer or the DA will try to get as much testimony and also as much forensic evidence for that case. When the feds are building a case for you, they will amass information over a couple years because all right, if this one doesn't work, all right, we're gonna catch them on this. If this doesn't work, we're gonna catch them on this. With this one, they're gonna get you on. Yeah, that's why you don't. That's why you don't slip past the feds. They do their homework. No, they they build cases. They're not just trying to to convict you of one thing and find you guilty. They are building an entire case, and they're gonna hit you with six to eight charges so they make sure they get you on something. You be having some infinite knowledge about the criminal Real justice enough. system, boy. <laughs> we all should. We all should know information about the criminal justice system or the justice system in, in, in general. Like, we all should have that information because it's very pregnant to our success and our freedom. So, nice. read up. Well, the nice. only thing that's true about the justice, the justice system is that I feel like the justice system is just not fair when it comes down to it. And another thing that's not fair... <laughs> Is erectile dysfunction. Sometimes oh, you in the mood, yeah, ready to go, and your boy just ain't down. Your it happens. Hitting you with the gummy worm, hitting <laughs> you with the, the the limp biscuit, the Fred Durst. Mm. But luckily, mm -hmm. we got stuff like Blue Chew. Chew. Tell them right? about it, Pat. We Hold get on, Pat. older, you know what I mean. You're not yes. always ready to go. Oh, come on. But now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed at bluechew.com. That's blue like the color uh, blue. And mm -hmm. it brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you why that's important, though. Because, because it's chewable, it means that you can take it at any time day or night, even after you've eaten. And not only that, because it's chewable, it gets in your bloodstream a lot faster and it starts working even faster, twice as fast though. So when I tell you this is what you need to do, because Joe, you're a man of a certain age and stature, I would imagine somebody that's 75 years old may be looking for other options, you know, to, to, to lead in with. I suggest you check out Blue Chew, bro. I'm Blue Chew is that fire okay blue chew it's prescribed online by licensed physicians so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy and it ships right to your door in a discreet package all mm -hmm. right i'm popping these all the time in the quarantine i pop them before i take care of myself um they're made <laughs> <laughs> they're made in the usa and since blue chew prepares and ships direct they're cheaper than a pharmacy and best of all there's no more awkwardness so you can yeah. distance all you want and have it shipped right to your door at bluechew.com and you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code diys you just pay the five dollars for shipping all right so again all you got to do is go to bluechew.com enter in the promo code diys and you get that for free all you have to do is pay 
$5 for shipping and then tell them we sent you. There's actually no place for you to tell them that we sent you. It's just a cool way to sign off from an ad. Tell them we sent you. <laughs> yeah, just saying it at your laptop. Yeah, I was sent here by damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sign up. Quick, oh, my, my bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, this is just completely going back to the brain thing because it's a very interesting conversation. I, like I saw this, uh, it's like almost like a hits blunt fact on Twitter that said, if our brain controls our body and our thoughts and like when somebody, somebody at some point was making an, and dissecting things and making anatomy, the brain technically named itself the brain. <laughs> if you think about it, because like there had to be some scientist that had to name all the organs. So the brain is technically the one thing in your body that named itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If it's, if it's creating all the names that names everything else and it comes to him, be like, yeah, just call me the brain. I'm good with it that. It was the thoughts that made anatomy. So it's just like the brain named everything. <laughs> Pat, was it you that told me that, uh, I think I was talking to you and I think you brought it up that like, there are no new faces. Like in every, your dreams. Yeah, you can't build a brand new face in your dreams. What do you mean? So every, it's always, every dream in your face is either a mix of different faces that you've seen or what you think it is. So if you were in a dream and you were walking down downtown LA with the squad, it would basically be like some variation of me, some variation of Tahir based on what you would piece together. It'd probably be like dreads, mustache, and 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 weird unconnected beard and then like and freckles freckles and hips <laughs> but there's like there's like there's like specific stuff that you don't really be paying attention to like that that would be slightly different but right. all the people in downtown LA wouldn't just be generic people they would either be people that you've passed before in your life or you've seen or it would be like you know so and so's eyes so and so's nose so and so's mouth really so i cannot have a stranger in my dream no it would be like your it would be like it wouldn't be a random generator of a person it would be doughboy's generator of a person based on the pieces that you have in your brain that is crazy crazy right <laughs> that is so so okay stop talking about dreams now you guys have pushed me down another rabbit hole what are dreams what are dreams they're like just a flash shot of things like Bro, what if science science doesn't even know yet that like you always talking about how people don't know about space and mm -hmm. and the ocean dreams are pretty low in terms of like what we actually know. There's, there's a lot of theories, interesting theories, and people have used uh, technology to measure brain waves and stuff like that. But I don't think anybody really knows Bro, what they are. It's that like speaks, magic. That speaks to still how young the human existence is, bro. Like, we, it's a lot, the same way we, it's like 80% of the ocean not explored. I feel like oh. it's 80% 80 of the brain not explored. Not only that, That's like scary. we can't explain, we can't explain what dreams are. Uh, medicine is not an exact science. That's why they call it practice. Um, no one can like fully explain electricity. No one. Yo, I be thinking about that. I, somebody said there's a theory that that might that the aliens might have just came and just gave that to us, <laughs> because there's just no way that, that that there's no way you can even think like I, I be tripping off that. I be like watching myself plug stuff into the wall. I be like, how does this work? Well, it's funny because like <laughs> as an adult, 
the Ben Franklin flying a kite with a key on it sounds really ridiculous. It sounds like a, it sounds like folklore. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm just going to go on the record and say I have no idea how that, any of that works. But learning all the lies that we were just fed in school, that sounds like it could easily be one of them. This nigga was just like, with a kite. I, I don't understand what doing something ridiculous, how that could make you like figure out what electricity is. Do you even know what electricity is? I be having such a time, a hard time figuring power it out. Power source. That's all I say. Like, what? Is, yeah. <laughs> what is electricity? Say conduit. Enough. Yo. So <laughs> real quick. Say conduit source. <laughs> What's real, real quick. Did y'all know that this is Young Thug? He posed six hundred and forty-seven times to make that. But if you zoom that in, that was him. That's him. No, it, it can't be. Is it? Six hundred and forty-seven times he posed different poses. And that wow. made that right there. Is that true? That wasn't just computer generated? Mm -mm, no, this came from the president. Obama or Trump said that? Trump would be <laughs> off the Yo, wall. They said that Young Thug and Chris Brown got a mixtape coming out together. I'm or, down for anything Thug. How is that going to sound? I have no idea. But, I've never heard them on a song together. So, But, but Chris I, Brown can rap. He mm. can't. Chris Brown is a good rapper. He is. Chris Brown is it, just one of those things that's probably going to just be good at pretty much anything that he tries. Absolutely. Like, like I, I look at him like I look at DC Young Fly. Like, DC Young Fly is just, he got, DC Young Fly has a, a hit R&B single out right now. I'm like, on top of being hilarious, it's music called, music? yeah, it's called 24 Hours. Shout out to DC. Like, but he's just one of those dudes that's just good at everything he does. Like, mm. he can sing, he can rap, he's funny, he can act. It's like, geez. Mm. Some people just get a lot of talent. Shout out to DC. I want to ask you guys something, though. What's up? Because this is, I don't know. We're already in the whole questioning thing mood. Let's do it. So the news is kind of just, I, I can't tell how bad the coronavirus is. I know it's bad, and I know everyone should be taking it serious. Mm -hmm. But now they're saying that a tiger tested positive for coronavirus uh. in the Brooklyn Zoo right after Tiger King blows up. And I'm also like, who is testing tigers for coronavirus? I feel like at this point, I'm like, what are y'all, what are y'all doing? Listen, between that, between people now starting to theorize that it's 5G towers that they want to build. And now that I, I have zero, I don't know, bro. It's because it's, I just feel like every day we get something new. It's, it's yeah. always some. I'm, I am super suspicious about this because now I'm now, just like, what? Even if the virus is real, which I think it is, it's like, I feel like we're being kept inside for a lot of other reasons now. <laughs> because now it's just like, you didn't shown your, your cards with this. Y'all tested a tiger. Cause it's like, why would you test it? Like, and now if our pets can get it, like, I don't know, man. I, it's just so like. <sighs> some, um, somebody hit me up cause I made a video about the whole tiger catching uh, or getting tested for Corona yesterday. And some dude was like, uh, his name was J.F.A. Uh, he said, hey, man, I hope you're all right. News everywhere around the world is different, man. Everyone contradicting what they said maybe a few days earlier. How stupid do people think we are? Did you know last week, 27-3, which is March 27th, you can tell it's from across the pond, he said, a cat already had confirmed that Corona was in Belgium. Uh, I, I guess he's saying that a, a cat had been confirmed that he, he had tested positive for um, 
uh, Corona. And I don't know if, I think he's talking about a house cat. So I'm like, how y'all testing house cats and why? Yeah. Like, was the cat sneezing? Yeah, uh, was the cat sneezing a lot? Like, how did they know the tiger had Corona? Like, but people aren't getting access to that's what I'm saying. How you gonna not give it to a person but give it to a cat? A tiger, though, right after Tiger King becomes the most talked about thing. That's just like y'all went one story too far. <laughs> something's, in the, something's in the water. I don't know. Something. I, so, I, listen, I was talking to a friend last night and they were like, because uh, they stay downtown and they were saying that they haven't been seeing a lot of the, the homeless banks and, 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 and camps around. Like they're moving them out uh, because it, it it did make me think like what are they doing to be pr- protected from this? Like is there something set up? In, and what if this was a predetermined extermination? Oh, because one of the major things about LA, and I know it's affecting the entire world, but one of the major things about LA is that we have the same number of homeless people. Like their population is equivalent to that of a third world country. That's how many homeless people are in, in here? LA. In LA, yes, yes. Okay. Their pop, the homeless population is equivalent to the population of a third world country. That's how many people we have homeless out here. And so, what if this was a you know predetermined uh, extermination, and we're just collateral damage? Like when 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 wars happen, countries go to war. They're fighting for one thing or another, but they know that their people are going to get killed. And those people that get killed are collateral damage because the overall goal is to win that war. So if the war was on homelessness or to lower the population in jail, to lower the price of oil, all of these like exterior factors, and we are the interior, we're just affected by it, but we're collateral damage because overall they get all of these X's and all of these boxes marked off. Like, that's just something else that just makes you go, like, man, can I even trust? I think, I think when you initially hear it, it's easy to be like, no. that's. But the more you start to look into it and the history of the country, it's not as far as you, you know? History of the countries. Countries, bro, you, the world, bro, yeah. Do you know how much money the queen has? Do you know? Do you know the queen's worth? Pat, do um, you know? Just like a trillion thing? Bro, she is... I don't, know. I, don't I don't know how much know. queens are worth. I'd be thinking like they just be worth like this stack of gold this high and a couple like rubies. <laughs> <laughs> um, they estimated her net worth at 530 million in 2016, but that's not accurate, bro. I was about to like, say, this nigga's in LA uh, worth more than that. Right. <laughs> she, she ain't even got what Hove got. <laughs> yeah. She ain't got at least a bill. A whole Some, queen. Somebody, some, I read something else that, that that had this way higher. Like, it right now, everything I'm clicking on is saying 530 million, and I'm, I'm no, that's not true, bro. Like, I heard that she owns, like, all the swans, I think, in England. I think she I owns heard the that swans? On, bro, bro like, it's... It, all of that stuff around the all all of the land around the um, palace and the animals around the palace, they she owns it. I when I had did the hop on hop off tour, that bus tour in uh when I was in London, and bro, the information that they tell you on that tour will blow your fucking mind. What like, happens if you steal one or kill one? Is it like a royal offense? I don't know. I I I've never googled <laughs> that, but I just like bro like. Yeah, see, I know that's I know that's not true because it says how the royal family earned its billions, 
And yeah, I ain't gonna want 500 million. That's like a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, a said, whole royal yeah, you, uh, yeah, by that, by that, that number, Jay-Z is richer than her. So I don't, I know yeah. that's not the truth. Side note, not to divert it, because no credible sources have said it yet, but this was trending on Twitter. Did y'all hear about this Adele divorce settlement with her husband? It's like 150 M? or something? 140 M's, and she worth 180. That's how much he gets? He gets 140. Out of 180? So she's left with 40 million. How? How does, that's like. I, I, bro, niggas get away with everything, bro. Even when females be breaking up or divorcing like powerful men, we be on their case, but this is way worse. Adele, what? How is that? That's way less more than half. From what I'm hearing, but from what I'm hearing, she was married before without a prenup, and I don't know if she fully got divorced or something to that effect, or she may have cheated too. And the, and the way that this prenup was set up is if she cheated, she was going to get hit for like 70% or something crazy like that. There's a cheating clause? I didn't know you could do that. And she's only, um, they've only been married for like two years. That's crazy that, that um, oh, the British royal family is collectively worth the estimated $88 billion. Um, that's crazy that she would have. Bezos, though. <laughs> you said collectively. Yeah, collectively. So, Wait, like, Jeff Bezos has more money than the entire royal family. I I don't even know, bro. Maybe that's the sense. He ain't that's paying this. no taxes. He ain't paying no taxes on Amazon. What is he? What is Jeff Be uh, Bezos worth? One hundred forty billion. I don't know, so but I know I know that uh, you didn't know that Amazon don't pay taxes. For what? What? Why? What? what? This is they, what they did. They went, they went and, okay, so the IRS, people that worked for the IRS, right? Because there's ways you can get around taxes. The people that worked for the IRS, Amazon went and hired them to work for them. Mm. And they don't pay zero taxes, and they make billions of dollars. That's why I be feeling like the country is just on some bullshit. That's, that's like elite shit. Like, once yeah. you get that much money, you get into the conversation. You just got to know the right people. That's crazy. Yo, do y'all know who Rodrigo Duterte is? I'm pretty sure I said his name. Oh, right. Rodrigo, hell yeah. Hell no, the, I don't know that. Who is that? <laughs> the, Philip, the president of the Philippines, he just gave police and military the uh, order to kill citizens that defy coronavirus lockdown. Oh, the, uh, this is the president of the Philippines. He said you can yes. shoot them dead. Yeah, this, I, I, did, I did a video about him too. But he's been like that. This no, is he's, he's crazy, but yeah, now he's, like, officially crazy. Yeah, so basically, like, so a lot of parts of the country right now, if you call the police on somebody, unless it's, like, murder or something, they're not taking anybody to jail. They're giving them citations. Heard. Because, well, because to, to try to lower the, the rate of exposure of the disease, they're just giving citations, and you should come back to court at a later date. So he's saying that, if you're out causing trouble during the quarantine where you should be in your house, they're not going to argue with you. They're not going to do anything. He's like saying, I'm going to bury Literally, he quote, we're not going to go back and forth. We, go, we will bury you. Bro, when somebody Damn. say they will bury you? It politically? That's wild. <laughs> Bro, you don't want no well, let me Let me ask that. you guys this. How, let me ask you guys this. And I know we're all over the place in this episode, but I actually kind of love it. How close do you guys think we are at the possibility of actually having them enact martial law? Closer than ever. I mean, just that story we talked about, it's like it's happening somewhere, which makes it like scary because like it seems like 
things happen in other countries first. And then we're like, man, shit's really getting bad out here, but it doesn't really affect America. And then all of a sudden it's like, damn, us too? Like, it was almost like we felt a sense of entitlement. We started hearing all these lockdowns. We were just like, ooh. And then it happened to us. And we were like, we're like what? But we're us. <laughs> we're, <America. laughs> we're the US, us. <laughs> we're us. <laughs> I, I don't think they do it right away because they don't want to be associated with him because he just came out this past weekend and said that. But I think if the numbers continue to rise at an alarming rate, I think they would look into that as an option. I don't think that's going to be the first number. I mean, first option, especially if the numbers start to decline. Uh, but sorry, guys, I'm using Kev's computer. And anytime I have somebody calls him, it comes to my computer too. I mean, it comes to his computer. So uh, I don't think that that's going to be the first thing, especially if we get a decline in it. But if numbers continue to rise, because like, was it over the weekend that we had the most deaths in one day from coronavirus? Like in the, in the world, the U.S. had the most deaths in one day. And it was like, damn, bro, y'all really not taking this seriously. Oh, man, it's crazy. They just dropped a stat. Um, it said that it was reported that 430,000 people traveled from China to the U.S. since the corona outbreak. So bro. people are still just like... Bro, did you know that, that the president was sending ventilators, masks, all that stuff to China back in, in January? He said 40 tons. Why? Four, four tons. Because he's to, a to, fucking idiot. He sent it over there to assist them and help them because it was a pandemic over there first. So he sent it over there in, in efforts to aid them. And now uh, we need it. And now he's like, now we don't have enough masks. Now we're just looking at our supplies like, hmm. No, but, it, no, but to hear it was more than that. Not only were they sending stuff over there, they were selling stuff to other countries, selling ventilators like, oh, this ain't nothing. Yeah, we'll sell them. Now we're sitting here with 9,000 ventilators in the whole country. It's crazy. <laughs> Listen, I hope that martial law doesn't, happen at all because i'm still trying to go outside i'm trying to go out and smell good i'm trying to go out and be wearing all of this fresh cologne and stuff because it's important that you smell good even if you're sitting in your own living room <laughs> smelling good cologne up it's important okay just because we ain't out and about doesn't mean you need to be musty smelling mm -hmm. good is still important and mm -hmm. hawthorne smells amazingly good this is a way to get you some cologne some bath uh excuse me some like shampoos shower gel body soaps mm, body gels soap. and it's all custom made for you and specific to how you want to smell um you basically take a small quiz and it's all based on questions that um have to do with you how do you like smelling what type, type of places do you go what do you do um and what's and you know they ask you uh, you know, how, how, how do you like to smell essentially? Cause that's what it, that's what it comes down mm -hmm. to. You know, even other stuff, like, do you have a significant other, you know, what, what, what do they think? Like, just like things like that so that they can give you a custom cologne, a custom body wash, just like, it's really cool. Cause like even Tahir and I were sent different ones and they are completely different. Mm -hmm. We have like our own set things. And, and Tahir is actually one of the main endorsers of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love cologne. Like, I'm a cologne connoisseur. And I love the fact that they, through that two-minute personalized survey of learning who you are and how to master your scent, not only do you give them the tools they need to, to necessarily create and, and craft you a personal scent, but you also learn about, learn about scents 
and everything on your own. So like if you've never bought cologne on your own, you, you don't know what notes are. You don't know what hints of vanilla or citrus. You just like, I like this smell. But it's through doing things like this that you get to learn and you gain in that knowledge as well. Uh, and you're becoming like a better version of you. Like I'm always a, an advocate of being a student of life. So this was super dope. And I was super excited to get them uh, as a client because I think every man should smell good. You know what I'm saying? Like and take pride in the way you smell and the way you look. And the dope thing about Hawthorne is they kind of just recently expanded past just, you know, um, deodorants, shampoos, and body wash. Now they offer personalized skincare. So there's like face clean, uh, cleansers, Hawthorne. face lotion, and that is also tailored to your skin type and needs. So how it works, like we said, it's just a quick two minute quiz. And Hawthorne tells you the two colognes that are best for you, one for work and one for play. And it's totally risk-free. So if you don't like the smell, uh, you get a free return. So it's risk-free, free shipping, and free returns. All you have to do is check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co, not com, co. Uh, that's Hawthorne with an E. And use our promo code DIYS to get 10% off your first purchase. Yeah. All right. That's all I, that's all I had to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Before we get out of here, I want to do this conspiracy corner. I'm hella excited about this one. And I actually added a little bit more to the end of it for Doughboy. Yay! Uh, I added a little bit of extra e ancient Egypt shit for there. So I'm gonna send a- uh, no, That was on the thing. So I just Sorry. put a link, I'm gonna put it into the Patreon link too. I'm gonna throw you guys the link. Bow. Uh, so you guys could even follow along. This is, um, this is a cool ass story and this is confirmed as true, uh, most of it. So, Mount Rushmore. You guys know mm -hmm. Mount Rushmore, right? Has the, mm -hmm. the four big heads <laughs> of the leaders of America. Um, it was uh, just like a couple of cool uh, fun facts about Mount Rushmore. It was carved uh, by a dude who originally wanted to do um, the, there's like uh, pictures of his original model. He originally wanted to do Mount Rushmore from the waist up, like full people. But oh, they, huge. I know, right? But they had budget cuts. You know, obviously budget didn't um, didn't allow that. So it was kind of cool because he was picking between different mountains. He was picking uh, different rocks that didn't interfere with Native American beliefs. Uh, he wanted the he wanted to pick the mountain with uh, the best sun exposure. And a lot of people don't know this, but it was originally not supposed to be uh, presidents. They were supposed to be Western heroes like Lewis and Clark, Red Cloud, uh, Buffalo Bill Cody. I don't know who most of these people are besides Lewis and Clark. <laughs> But then they changed it to uh, being presidents. And a lot of people don't know there was originally supposed to be a woman also. Um, it's, pro it's, it's, it's pretty dope. Um, they were about to, uh, I think it was like, um, they, uh, you know, somebody was just like, no, they, they cut that out. But the original design um, had, had a woman on it. I believe it was, let me see. Okay, so the sculptor was named Gustin Borglum. Mm -hmm. um, and he basically, he wanted to put like a secret vault behind Mount Rushmore. So, so they making, were, um, they were national treasure real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this was mentioned in national, national treasure. Um, but it was supposed to be like a staircase that went down into like a, um, a secret. Um, oh, here it is. By the way, Su Susan B. Anthony was supposed to be on Mount Rushmore, oh. uh, but someone well, stuck she... a rider onto another bill stating that federal funds could only be used for the four originally approved carvings. Uh, well, that's why they put it. That's why they put it on the coin there. Yeah. 
There you go. She, She's but I mean, they, they, she, she could have got it. She could have been on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the cool thing is that, you know, unfortunately the sculptor died um, before this could happen, but then it was um, the, the project was picked back up. There is actually a secret vault, a secret room in Mount Rushmore. Um, and it's, it's pretty creepy. I sent you guys a link in zoom. Uh, you don't have to follow along the article, but there's like nine really interesting pictures in the, on the top that you can cycle through. And I'm not even gonna lie. It's pretty creepy. It looks like a catacombs. It's, uh, it's like the entrance to this big city. And this is, this is real. This is actually, uh, somewhere behind, I think it's behind Lincoln or something like that. And, and it has uh, all of America's most secret documents in there. So um, it says that, you know, there's a big four-headed sculpture in there, including an 800-foot stairway, a large bronze eagle, eagle with a 38-foot wingspan, which to me is kind of creepy. Uh, at the entrance, is, uh, it says like an inscription, America's Onward March. This is the Hall of Records. And there's just a whole bunch of secret documents, like, you know, contributes... Uh, uh, just like a bunch of records from 1776 to 1906, including wise people were uh, written, all of like America's most top secret documents. So there are talks and conspiracies that says there's a bunch of stuff about Area 51. There's a bunch of stuff about maybe the aliens within our history, like a bunch of just like secret, secret documents. It's basically a secret hidden tomb library <laughs> of like a... It says there are panels sculpted into the words of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. There's just like, a, uh, there's a, they're all kept safe in a titanium repository behind a giant 1,200-pound uh, granite slab. And it's completely inaccessible to the public. So it's completely secret. I guess my biggest question is, you have the Pentagon, you have all these other safe places. Why would they put all these special documents in this place? That it's just creepy, right? Well, I don't crazy. Like it. Here's, here's one thing. That I, I'm going to answer your question, but my biggest question is, like, who cleans that up? Who goes, <laughs> Yo, it's not clean. who goes through and dusts it? Because you can't just let anybody in there. So who's responsible for the maintenance and the upkeep of the place? Now, the dough, to answer your question, it's the same way that we have federal reserves all over the country. Like you got Fort Knox, you got the Federal Reserve in New York City. You don't put all your most valuable assets in one location because if an uh, opposition or uh, an enemy knows that, they take out that, they take out our history or they take out all of our money. So you put it in separate places all over the country so you don't have one place that has all of your valuables in one single location. What, what would be the point of this big old eagle that they got sculpted down there that nobody can even see? Why would you create an eagle to put it underground where no one can see it? It's the same with like, it's, it's, it's like trophies for anybody. You know, you have certain things in your house, certain belongings are literally just for you. And whether it be like to be bragging or, you know, to show the, the vast riches that we've amassed or whatever it is, it's like whoever was part of that planning probably was like, you know, we need fucking eagle, bro. Like fucking, <laughs> it fucking probably just had to be grandiose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Rinky-dink, you know, room, even though it was in the middle of nowhere. They, they probably just wanted it to be like, this is America's most secret stuff. We just have to go. <laughs> Eagle's like, look at all the things. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I, 
I wonder, is it up to scale? Because for the wingspan to be 38 feet, like that has a, that either is a super big fucking statue or it's just like a regular size eagle with 38 foot, like the longest fucking arms, like olive oil arms. Knowing America, they probably just brag about it being that big, but you go in and it's just like a little plastic figurine. (laughs) Bro, and I know know this is going to sound like a stupid question, but I promise I'm not setting this up like a joke. How did they even make those faces on those rocks look like that is that like who could even do that do you like scale it like how did they make it look just like those guys so i'll show you um the other article i was looking at so this one has and this is you can even see um the original design that had it all the way up to their waists so i'll put this in the zoom chat boom it's a chronicles that website and then Mm -hmm. i'll put this in the uh the patreon also so a couple pictures down in this article you can see there's, there's master sculptors, you know what I mean? There are people who can take literally a block of granite and just chip away at it. And that's how, you know, that's how uh, the statue of David was made. All those like mythical giant statues, those were all made by just a nigga with a hammer and a chisel. That's uh, crazy. It's, you know, it's insane. It's a crazy style of art. So he pretty much just did that on side of a mountain on a big uh, grand scheme, but he did it on a smaller scheme. As you could see, he's kind of like on this ladder uh, making the original Mount Rushmore out of just a small, uh, or not, it's not small at all. It's huge, but it, compared to the Mount Rushmore, uh, yeah, you could see George Washington is all the way down. You see his suit, you see his hands. Yo, right? you see the, bu- the buttons on his jacket. Right? Yeah. So that's what, that's basically what he wanted to, to do. And you can see a couple, um, a couple more pictures down. You see the, the picture of, um, I think that's Washington and people sort of hanging down, uh, and, you know, kind of just chipping away at it. it. I mean, this probably took for freaking ever. The secret uh, the secret room is here too. Yep, yeah, so this is an article also about the, the secret room. So I wanted to piggyback off of this secret room to ancient Egypt, which is a similar- Ooh, I love ancient Egypt. This is a similar, but also really, really cool conspiracy. Now this one isn't as, con- I mean, the, the ancient room, I mean, the room in behind uh, Mount Rushmore is confirmed. That's a, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what isn't confirmed is this one. So the Great Sphinx in Giza, Egypt is one of the, you know, it's, it's obviously like a huge tourist. National treasure. Mm-hmm. National treasure. Um, standing about 65 feet high with the Great Pyramid as a did you, did you put this in the chat too? No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll throw this in. Uh, yeah, I want to see this. I'll throw this in the chat. So, they are ba- people are basically speculating. Here, let me throw this in the Patreon also. People are basically saying that there is the, uh, the Egyptian version of the Hall of Records hidden underneath this Sphinx. So, mm-hmm. essentially, they have their own secret mythical library uh, hidden, like the uh, Hall of Records, uh, which is full of all hidden information, but all having to pertain to Egypt and ancient Egypt. So compared to our history and whatever documents are behind Mount Rushmore, I would go into this one nine times, like every single time, because this probably has some crazy ass shit in it. So there's, wow. probably a lot of, there's a lot of rumors about the secrets beneath the Sphinx of Giza. Uh, there's a whole bunch of like uh, conspiracies about it. 
But the one that's a lot um, that people think the most probably is a secret hall of records that houses piles of documents, scrolls, other materials with information regarding the lost continent of Atlantis, extraterrestrials, how the pyramids were made, what, any contact that they had with them, because they have found in ancient Egypt little figurines and paintings of spaceships, full maps from areas like I think they found a, a, a map on how to get to Earth from some area behind the moon or behind some galaxy. Like Yo! A, like a map going backwards, not from Earth to this place, like a place from some area, some area in the galaxy, it was a map that came to Earth. Just like weird stuff like that, you know, depictions of astronauts with like spacesuits. Just like really, really weird stuff that they've already found. So if there was a lost library, um, then, you know, it would pretty much have all the answers to this stuff. And uh, mainstream scholars firmly state that there is no evidence of the Hall of Records, but obvious, why would they tell us that? Bro, that's, that's the type of stuff, like, and even with, so let me ask you this. So where this place is, is it like people can't go there, so people from America can't go and look inside there and find out what's in there? I don't think people are allowed in any of these, like, uh, like the, the Great Pyramids. I'm not sure. I've, I've never been to, to, there might be some pyramids that you're allowed in, but I know mm. that there is a lot of, in, in Egypt, there's a lot of places that the general public can't. It's not allowed to, yeah. yeah. So, so, so how do you, let me ask you, because I've, I've heard what Tahir has to say about this. I want to hear what you have to say about this, Pat. How do you think the Egyptian people back then were able to build monuments and things like that without nearly the amount of sophistication and technology that we have now? I think that, well, I do think that there are ancient civilizations that are in some ways more advanced than we are now, just in the way that they were thinking and using stuff. like. There is ancient um, cities with, uh, what's it called? What, plumbing, what, what's the plumbing systems called? Um, plumbing. Plumbing. <laughs> I guess advanced <laughs> plumbing and like uh, almost like ag agriculture or, uh, dang, what am I thinking of? Like an aqueduct, like literally like a way to flow water through the entire uh, town. Like mm -hmm. really, really advanced, but in ancient towns and, and, and villages. So it's like, a lot of these people just had thinkers and just were able to make it work. So I do think that humans were able to use certain things to make things like the Sphinx. You know what I mean? Do you, like do you think that people back then were accessing more than 10% of their minds? I don't know. I do think I am one of the people saying like they had some help from something. Like seriously. Exactly. Like I said the there, same thing. There are, there are paintings on certain walls that show some type of levitation. You know what I mean? Like there, there's literally paintings that show floating blocks that scientists and archaeologists, archaeologists, scientists and archaeologists have no idea how these blocks were moved um, and stacked in certain Whoa. areas. So there are certain depictions of levitation. There are certain depictions of spacemen, and there's just like. I, I just feel like it's, it is far-fetched and it does sound ridiculous, but if the niggas we're studying are like literally showing us pictures like, nigga, this was happening. There was, there's depictions of giant humans, humanoid people that are like huge, you know what I mean? So it's like, if they're showing us like, nigga, this is what's happening, then I, I, I see that as a possibility. So I, I believe it. I like man. believing in shit like this too. Me too, man. It's so <laughs> good to me. I got two things. First of all, uh, my homeboy Reggie just hit me up. Shout out to Reggie. He's the uh, producer I'm working with over in London. Uh, he said that the queen does own all of the swans in London. And if you kill one, you get five years in jail. 
It's how do you own? How do you own all of the swans? How did hey, that bro. even happen? Hey, bro, write her a letter, okay? <laughs> write her a letter. <laughs> Yo, at the second end thing, of this. At, oh, I'm sorry. And the second thing was like, I always wondered like, what language did the Egyptians speak? Did they speak Arabic or? But they said that the closest language to it was Coptic script, uh, which is an alphabet with signs for vowels. So like, Pat, when you did the Egyptian rap, it was so funny to me, but then I was wondering, I was like, yo, did they really do like honeypot, honeypot bird? Like, or was there actual language? And the pictures were used as a shorthand depiction of what happened. So they're giving an account of what happened and the pictures were just used as in shorthand so they didn't have to write out all the text in the script. They should have wrote that. it out. That shit is confusing. Right? <laughs> like, are there two birds at every single event that happened? Like, that's, but, that makes no sense to me. That, that goes to show, like, like Doe, what you were saying, like, why have all your stuff in all of these locations? Let's say that their key, you know, the key that you use to understand the, the depiction and everything, let's say that the keys were at the entrance of every pyramid. Well, all somebody would have to do is go into the pyramid and break all the slabs with the key. Now the history is lost, so we can't explain it. So that's why you have like different locations with all your stuff because like now all their history has to be like figured out over the next hundred years. There's still so much we don't understand about the Egyptians. Just the pyramid, like the most connected thing to the Egyptians, the pyramids, we don't understand at all. How did they do it? How are they still standing? Like the coves, is, the the coves and the tunnels that they they dug out like are so complex. It's like, bro, how was y'all, how was y'all thinking about this? But then y'all didn't have skirts with pockets on them. Like, how did y'all? Get <laughs> <laughs> this is this is kind of cool because a lot of it is speculation, but the stuff that isn't speculation is pretty crazy. It's it's basically saying that it says that the discovery of this secret hall of records would have a significant effect on our understanding of world history, uh, specifically the origin of ancient Egyptian civilizations. So they're basically like saying that the Egyptian government is blocking this because this would change how we see everything. See, oh, man, and now you guys are pushing me down another rabbit hole of Egyptian history. Now I gotta know. But here's what makes it worse. Here's what makes it worse. It says that the existence of such underground library is not only referenced in some ancient works uh, by a dude named Herodotus, who said in histories, uh, it's like a histories book to 1948. So this has been, ref the secret library has not only been referenced, but scientifically, this is the craziest part. I didn't even read this. They did seismic uh surveys which basically is you know how like seismic waves is what happens when uh there's an earthquake right, right. Mm -hmm. so they pretty much did a test with um seismic uh using seismic activity and their research suggested that there are there may be unexplored tunnels and cavities in the bedrock beneath the sphinx including a large rectangular chamber 25 feet beneath the monument's front paws so they did some tests and there are some there is something under there so that's okay. what's crazy is that there's like, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of what. And that's the scariest part. Because if we scientifically are like, no, we just did some tests. There's something over there. And the, and the government is still like, nope, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's so, that's so fascinating to me, man. I think that's the thing that I've been doing is learning over these last couple of weeks just about history. And it's really, really cool. Yeah. So there, uh, some uh, shout out to Hippie Go. She just posted in 
the chat that there are pyramids all over the world, even in China. And I just Google real quick the pyramids in China and there are pyramids in China. They are not as defined as the pyramids uh, in Egypt. And that could be due to erosion, you know, over time and they've lost their definitions. But it's so crazy even still to think. And, and it could be from the difference in climate. You know, it's drier, so it's not as wet. So the corrosion might not be as bad as it is in Egypt. But like, if you look at the ones in China, the ones that I just took a look at a couple of images, they look nothing uh, like the ones in Egypt. They don't look nearly as complex. They don't look nearly as defined as the ones in Egypt. So not saying that they're, they're different or they were made with a, a different mindset, but, but it, it's, it is something special about the ones in Egypt. I wholeheartedly believe that but, the ones in Egypt would hold the secrets to like life and interstellar life and alien life. I think if we want to know more about life, we have to search the oceans and, and the, the pyramids. Yeah. That's and that's just me. That's just me. Well, what is in these I want to know so bad, bro. I want to <laughs> know so bad. Because even, like, a lot of stuff, like, a lot of them, like, they would make, like, crop circles, like, on the ground so they could be visible from in the sky. Why would anybody do that? Why well, you know, you the creepiest part about pyramids, a lot of them are perfectly lined up with certain constellations. So they, they found... Um, and, and the, the satellite images are really blurry, so they don't, they don't confirm it. But they found what looks like pyramids in Antarctica. Why? We're going to talk there, about this Antarctica shit. I want to say that there's pyramids underground in certain areas. There were pyramids in Mexico. There's pyramids in Egypt. There's pyramids in China. Yeah, Why were all these locations that didn't have contact with each other making pyramids? Like, why, why was everybody making a, a like, it, it makes no sense. And a lot of them are lined up with something in space. So it's like, we're different alien wow. colonies dropping down and telling them all the same information. And they were, uh, you know, like, just interpreting it different ways. Because all of these civilizations have something that came from the sky and talked to them. And they all ended up building something that was similar. So it's like, were they all getting the same information way before internet when you didn't even know there was somebody in China? Bro, that's, were in that's so crazy, man. And I don't know if, and me and Pat are going to talk about this in detail when we have that piece of content. But did y'all know that the, the, the shaky thing about Antarctica, all the other leaders of the world agreed nobody's going to have ownership of Antarctica. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, we talk, like, we talked about leaders, this. They fight over everything. Why would they be like this one place? Oh, we're all yeah. gonna lay all off. His own shit. Yeah. Why would they just let that place just be like nobody can touch it? You can't visit there. You can't just go and explore unless but, there's a world leader we don't know about who owns it. Mm. Bro, and it was already man. divvied up. Shout out! <laughs> shout out! Shout out to the uh, the scary squad, man. Y'all in the bag today. Uh, shout out to Thaisha Wright. She says, uh, until the, and this is a quote, until the lion learns how to write, every story will glorify the hunter. Uh, and I think that's just to say until- Wow, say that one more time. That is fire. That until, is fire. Until the lion learns how to write, every story will glorify the hunter. Woo! That's like- Great. They can, they, can, they can always make history look like, you know, one person was a savior more than another. Uh, maybe just because uh, the other person was damn that had less education or Ooh. didn't understand the language, or the hunter the hunter was the person that changed the language, and so they changed the narrative. And I think that's a lot of people's 
like issue with the Bible. I'm a I'm I'm born Christian, raised in the church, all of that. But I think a lot of people who are atheists or who are more spiritual than religious is because the Bible was written by man, and at any point they could take like there are tons. Like we've done research on uh, other episodes, Pat, where we saw the number of books of Bible that were taken out, like whether it was like when they went to the printing press and they was like, hey. I'll print this for you, but you like, we don't need all of this right here. We just take these stories right here. But there are a number of books that were not put in the original Bible. And this is just another testament of how man can change the narrative to fit his best suiting. So it's, mm. it's, it's, it's all history is cool, man. History has always been one of my favorite subjects. Very, very fascinating. And I want to give you guys a problem. I know we're about to wrap up and everything, but I want to give you guys a special shout out. For one, I'm very, very proud of you guys for, for running and, and having one of the dopest podcasts out there. But even as a guest, I really appreciate, because I know we're all comedic, I really appreciate it just being able to come on here and talk to y'all. Like, sometimes I be feeling inherent pressure to be like, oh, let me just, but mm-hmm. like this conversation, I know we even ran over, yeah. just talking to my brothers, man, I really appreciate that because I don't always want to be in performance mode. Yes. I want to just yeah. talk to my guys sometimes. So I appreciate y'all creating the platform for us to be able to do. I really enjoyed this entire yeah, conversation. Man. Hey, come back if, if you have any other, like, uh, just stuff you want to, like, especially, like, around the conspiracy thing. Oh, absolutely. I feel like, you know, we kind of uh, shrunk that part of the, the podcast because everything else has uh-huh. been mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love conversations like that. Conspiracy corner, we definitely going to get it, man. Yeah. Y'all keep doing your thing, man. I'm immensely proud of both of you brothers, man. You inspire me a lot, even if you don't know. I watch everything. I see everything. And, but like, you two especially, just because we're so close and we work so closely together and y'all are my guys, like, seeing what you guys are doing and building your own platforms gives me the confidence to build mine. So thank you guys and keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it, man. Um, for show, sure, man. Shout out to um, all our patrons and shout out to all this, the Scary Squad. Um, shout out to people that watch us on YouTube and other platforms, man. We definitely appreciate all you guys. Uh, Pat and I had a conversation last night about like three or four new shows that we're putting on uh, our Patreon. Uh, we're gonna, we gonna, we got so much content for you guys right now. We are really just taking advantage of this time and just gonna flood you guys as much as possible. And that's not to slight the YouTube people. We're gonna, we got, we got certain stuff just for YouTube, and then we got certain stuff for both platforms, and we got certain stuff just for the Patreons. Uh, Patreons, we are gonna look out for you guys. And for anybody that was at All DefCon this past Saturday, I forgot to put my code. A, in Patreon for it, so it was like five dollars off. So what I'm gonna do uh, for the next three days, I'm gonna create a new coupon for you guys. I'm gonna put that in the in the Patreon, and I'm gonna put ten dollars off. So if you want to take advantage of any of the shirts that I have on my site, you'll get ten dollars off the shirts, ten dollars off anything site wide. It's uh, uh, hoodies, leggings, cups, everything. So. I got everything. The, the, the leggings, nigga? I don't make them. I'm going through a vendor that makes them. But yes, I have. You model, I, I'm you just model thinking. Them I'm... For your site, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think they're ready for this jelly. <laughs> no one is. No one is. No one is. <laughs> no boy, what you got coming up? Um, nothing, man. I'm just putting out a lot of content on my own station. I am Doughboy TV. I'm trying to drop content daily. Um, different things of that nature. I also got the uh, podcast with Kev, Righteous and Ratchet. And I'm working on some new music. Uh, Tahir's going to hop on the album. I'm going to hop on here. So, 
You know, I'm staying busy and I'm Big staying sober bet. too. Big bet. So, there you go. Yeah, so, keep man. telling that story, man. Keep telling for that story. So. You know what, what time it you? is. What about you, Pat? What you got? You got anything coming down the pipeline? Um, yeah, jump over. Um, I actually have to, uh, I, was, I was given a couple of uh, assignments today. Um, uh, Will Farrell is starting the All Deaf Cannabis um, uh, vertical. So anybody who's watching this real time, uh, we, we have to jump over to All Deaf Cannabis and try some stuff for everybody who's going to see this on Thursday. Make sure you check out All Deaf Cannabis and All Deaf Gaming. We will be uh, doing a lot of stuff uh, with that channel. So make sure, yeah, and All Deaf Fitness is coming up soon. So um, Doughboy's leading that. Make sure you watch out for that and subscribe to All Deaf Fitness. We have a lot. The, the, the idea is to go live with different content every single day mm -hmm. of the week in some type of capacity. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. I want to thank the Scary Squad for tuning in, as always. And uh, yeah, appreciate you. Um, thank you to everybody that supported us on all our, our separate platforms. And then thank you to everybody that's checked out Wording is Hard. Um, actually tomorrow, which will be Wednesday for those who are watching live now and for those that will see this on Thursday. Yesterday was the uh, premiere of Doughboy's episode on Word in His Heart. Fantastic episode. Yes. Uh, so make sure you check that out, man. Uh, YouTube pages to hear more. You can check that out. And next week, our special guest will be Tony Baker. So make sure you tune in for that as well. So uh, thank everybody, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. Peace. Yeah, yeah.